So uh, I have with me here Devin. Hello. Devin. Tell us a little bit about yourself. How old are you? And uh, where are you from? What do you do? Sure. Yeah, so I'm 32. Uh, I've been in Chicago almost three years now. Um, I was a very well-traveled person prior to that. Uh, I'm originally from a real, real small town in, in Indiana, uh, middle of nowhere, one stoplight, right? Uh, what? Kind of the town you read about, yeah. Still to this day, my parents leave their door unlocked. Um, those places do exist. That's when I decided to go to law school and then figured out what am I doing? I hate everything about law (laughs) and moved back to Indiana. And at that time I kind of just took a a job on a whim and really, really loved it. It was uh, just outside sales and I found my passion. It took me a while, but I did. And then um, did very well. got promoted and moved to Chicago. And then uh, about a year ago I, I, I switched companies and now I'm a sales director for a media company. Wow. And Another great thing about it is that you meet about one new person every single day. Okay. And you like that? I love it. Do you think you, like, would you consider yourself outgoing and, like, very social? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I, I, I love that. That makes to, sense yeah. for what we're doing right now. Right. I, I'm getting progressively more introverted. <laughs> okay. Um, and I think it's it might be an age thing or experience. Or I was going to ask, why would you become more introverted? Because anytime I'm presented with an opportunity to go out and socialize and like, hey, let's go oh, to a bar, yeah. let's do this, it's like, I've been there, I've done that, I've experienced this, yeah. right? You know, it's, and I'll do it every now and again, but it's, mm-hmm. I don't have that urge, that itch to do it. Yeah. So, I mean, do you think you're comfortable? Like, you've settled into Chicago and you have this, like, routine, a life, kind of, that you like and you know what to expect. Exactly. And it's, it's something that I've been searching for my entire life, mm-hmm. right? Where to call home besides my where I grew up. Yeah. And it was the perfect spot because I'm really close to my sister. She lives here in Chicago. Uh, my brother lives pretty close. He's in Indiana. And then my mm-hmm. parents still live in my hometown. So okay. we're, all, we're all pretty close. And it's, it's nice that, you know, if I have to be with family in an instant, I can do that. That's where, nice. So, I mean, speaking of being comfortable and not wanting to go out, are you, like, what's your relationship status? Oh, 100% single. 100% single. What <laughs> yes. makes you say 100% before the word single? <laughs> um, because I had a, I'd say a span of like, you know, two years where I was kind of in and out of relationships and okay. right now I'm trying to get myself out of this dating app world. Uh, oh, what do you mean get out? Like find a person or like stop dating? Find a person not on a dating app. Oh <clears throat> yeah. That's it's, the dream, isn't it? Of course, isn't it? That's the dream for everybody. It's tough, though. Have you done that in the recent past? And done what? Found someone not on a dating app. Yes, I was my most recent uh, ex-girlfriend. Really? Uh, yes, I was set up on a blind date with her. What? Yeah, and it was I keep first... <laughs> interviewing all these people that have been on blind dates. No one in my life has ever been like, Lauren, you need to meet this person. Yeah, it's... And it was really strange. It was the first blind date I had ever been on in my life, too. Okay. So Did the date go well? It did. Okay. It, it went much better than than I had anticipated, and I think that was the, the springboard to the relationship. So. Did you go into it completely blind? You didn't know what she looked like, or did you see like her Instagram or something? Oh no, I I had asked for a photo. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just like, look, like I just have to know what to look. Yeah. You, know, you don't want to be surprised. Right. Um, adversely surprised on a blind date like that, and I yeah. just I saw her and I was like, yeah, she seems cool. Um, let's okay. do it. And I um, type, and so your prototype is skinny, blonde hair, blue eyes. It was. Sorry, the microphone stopped. So no, I it's fine. To catch that. It was. Okay. And I, I learned that, you know, if you create this person for yourself, you'll always be dissatisfied. Okay. So lately, I've learned to get out of that and just experience. And even if it doesn't work out well, at least I'll know. Okay. 
So you think you created that prototype for yourself? Or did you just, like, look back on all of your experiences and you realized everyone I've dated has been blonde la- hair, blue The latter. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So when you saw your pic, what you saw her picture before the blind date, what did you think? That had I saw her on a dating app, there's no way I would have swiped right. Why? She um, she was kind of tomboy-ish. Okay. Um, but at the same time, she I knew that she really enjoyed like going out and having a good beer. Uh, she loved sports. She played poker. You know, when when the person was describing her to me, I was just like is this a dude? Cause yeah. if so this, this, then the joke's over. Right. Yeah. Um, but I was like, this is, seems like somebody I could connect with. And especially because that, the uh, person I went the blind date with, um, was very goal oriented, had a good career mm-hmm. path set. And that is something I've been looking for is someone who shares same or similar career, like interests and goals as I do. Yeah. Have you dated anyone since your ex-girlfriend? I have. And that girl's in rehab now. The, the person that you dated after okay when did you when did you what's this timeline when did you break (laughs) up with your ex-girlfriend all right so i broke up with my ex-girlfriend it was uh fall of last year you broke up with her is that what i'm hearing we it was pretty mutual i mean it ended not not very well either oh yeah not what does not very well mean um is this the ex that we have to block? <laughs> it is the ex that, that we have. That has been blocked? Yeah, that, okay. that's it, that trolled me afterwards. And oh, shit. Yeah, right? So... How long did you date uh, that she's trolling you? Almost a year. I mean, it, it wasn't okay. quite a year. Yeah. And a so, significant amount of time. Right. And so, yeah. like I said, she she really enjoyed playing playing poker. And so, every now and then... I mean, I like playing, going to the casino and playing cards, too. So, we were there once, and you know, I'm playing cards, and she sits down at the table with... Me and I'm like, no, 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 this is not a good idea. Um, you know, got into a couple of hands against one another, and I was just like, just upset. And I was like, all right, I'm ready to go. And I get up the table and I, I leave the room and I look back and it was like, what I had just done, like got up and left, didn't even occur to her. Like she, that was her saying, do what you want. I'm not leaving. So I left her there. This wait, 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 wait. <laughs> this was after you broke up. No, no, no. We were we were still together. This is what caused the breakup. Oh, okay. That's what caused the breakup. I mean, there was a lot of stuff before all that that built up to all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you were to ask her, she would say, he left me at the casino and this is why we broke up. But it, it was, it was, wait, why, happen. why did you leave her at the casino? So I was done playing cards, right? Okay. And we were playing at the same table. Yeah. And so I get up to leave and I kept looking back and she wasn't looking at me and I just kept walking out and then uh-huh. I texted her. I said, let's go. Uh-huh. And I don't think she, she either didn't see it on her phone or chose to not see it. Who right. Knows? And so at that point, I was just like so just like enraged that okay. I left. Yeah. And now, mind you, that this is the casino. There's over. build up to this, I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean, we had some. We had been fighting con- like mm-hmm. much more consistent. So that was just basically the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. So. So after that, you guys were like, did you have a conversation about it? Or were you like, we're done? We did. Um, it was. I think it was a, probably a day that we went without talking. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I said, hey, let's meet up and talk. And she didn't want to. And text went back and forth. And then uh, I think she, yeah, she told me that she was done, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. And then so after that, I mean, it was absolutely no conversation for three, four months. Okay. And then uh, my sister and I have a blog that we really enjoy writing. Yeah. And... I didn't even know that anybody could even see this blog. Uh-huh. And so, and obviously it's all about real life experiences. And I wrote about an experience of my ex and I in Vegas. And I didn't even speak 
down about her, speak negatively about yeah. her at all. I made one little joke in it, and then two days later after I published it, I noticed my actually my sister texted me. She's like, "What the heck? Why is there over seventy five views on your recent post?" I'm like, "What?" And then probably an hour later, um, I got a Venmo request from her for that was like five thousand dollars for five thousand dollars <laughs> for what? Like reparations? Uh, it would. It's a it's a really long story. Um, what I, happened in Vegas? I, I played in this poker tournament that I had no intentions of, of even coming close to even doing well at all. Right. And it was a single day tournament. It was like six hundred bucks to get in, and I ended up getting third, and I won like close to forty five thousand dollars. What? Yeah. Why are you just now saying this? That's amazing. Um, I would. T- that's the first thing I would tell <laughs> everyone I ever met for the rest of my life. Yeah, and. Do I need to learn how to play poker? Yeah, I can teach you. Okay. I can certainly teach you. I'm really dumb. Just keep your expectations very low. Okay, yeah, right. I will. Do that. And, and separate your um, gambling funds from your personal funds. Okay. Right. Okay, I don't have any money. And never bring your debit card to the casino. Your debit card? Don't ever bring it to the casino. Well, you don't have a debit card? No, I do. <laughs> why, why is that a rule? Because... Then you can withdraw all your money. Yeah. Oh. And you're not thinking clearly when you're losing. So, really? Yeah. Are you a gambling addict? No. Okay. I've been close. You know, I, I do have the self-awareness where I can tell myself now, stop. But has yeah. there been times in the past where I was gambling money that I shouldn't have? And all that? Oh, absolutely. you got to learn the hard way. So interesting. Does your How did you get into gambling? It's funny because my mom is like a scratch-off addict. She's the okay. worst gambler on the face of the earth. My dad, you couldn't pay him to go into a casino. They're, okay. they're exact polar opposites. Um, I got into it. Right when I turned 21, my uncle took me to a casino and taught me how to play blackjack, and that's mm-hmm. where it all started. So that's, like, my favorite game. That's kind of, like, a really sweet story. Like yeah. Uncle, are you close with him? Yeah, I'm really close with, like, all of my family on my mom's side. Okay. Because they're all pretty close, too. It's a huge family. Not to get too far off topic, but I know your blog kind of stemmed from um, your family having, like, these crazy stories and no yeah. one believed. Right. So, uh, is your uncle also, like, very eccentric, or are you cool with him like he's like a normal person you can rely on like, absolutely I, yeah. I see him as a father almost okay and that's for all my uncles yeah and my aunts on my and i see my aunts oh, as mothers so on my mom's side yeah we're very very close yeah that's yeah. really nice um do you think that the relationship you had with your parents which i i do want to kind of get into some of those stories <laughs> a little bit um do you think that had any impact on the way that you would date from how my dad is absolutely okay how is your dad He's pretty shy and recluse, um, but at the same time, his expectations are, are, I think, mirror what what mine are, and I can explain it this way. So if I go to a social gathering with somebody I'm dating um, or a party or whatever, I go out to the bar, like, I don't want to feel like, like... I have to be right next to her the whole time. And I don't want mm. her to feel like she has to be right next to me the whole time. Yeah, you want to, like, be independent human beings at right. this party. Because at the end of the day, you know that you're going home with them. And yeah. that's good enough. Yeah. But I see these couples out, and they're glued to one another. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they like, you know, take their claim on one another. And mm-hmm. it just, it's a head scratcher. And I, I got that from my dad because he said, I knew, your, you know, your mom was the one, um, you know, when we could go to a party together, not see each other the whole time, and then go home when we were both fine. Yeah. So... You know, that's part of it. And another part of that I get from my, my father is uh, showing affection, like a, a lack, like a, an inability to. Oh, okay. Uh, it's been really tough for me to show that, but yeah. that's part from him and part from past experiences. Yeah. 
what's the what's the word like I mean that's like a conditioned behavior mm-hmm. if you like try to do something and you're slapped down you're never gonna do it again especially right. with something as vulnerable as like loving someone or right. showing them you know mm-hmm. so <clears throat> I yeah I think that's a really big uh, problem that a lot of people have yeah so so uh, I'm sorry what were you saying about you were, I think you were about to tell me a story about gambling. I totally led you off on a different <laughs> tangent. Well, I think you were you were asking about like, the, the the poker thing. Mm-hmm. That's where this all kind of started. So. Oh, you won forty five thousand dollars. <laughs> so what had happened was I didn't even want to play in this tournament, but my girlfriend she was adamant like she's she really wanted to play and she wanted me to play in it with her and I was like man I don't want to spend six hundred bucks on a tournament like I could do a thousand better things with six hundred bucks in Las yeah. Vegas. And she's like come on come on and I was like no no no. And she's like, well, how much are you willing to spend? I'm like, I don't know, maybe four. She goes, all right, here's 200 but you got to give me a third of your winnings. Right? She paid a third to get my buy-in. Um, and so the Venmo request, looping this all back together, was, uh-huh. so after I had won, I gave her ten grand cash. And Damn. Now, that's not quite 33%, right? Right. The reason why is I told her, I said, look, I have to pay taxes on this. Yeah. And so I'm going to give you the net... 33% after tax. Yeah. And that's, and we were there. I mean, we were saying, you gave her $10,000. And then she sent me a vendor request for more. And that was the first I had heard from her in three months. And so I sent her a vendor request back for 10,000 and she obviously declined. And then I just texted her and said, get a life and stop trolling me. And that's the last I've heard from her. The most memorable moment of the entire um, experience was at the very end when I got a cab ride that was like five bucks from one casino to my hotel and met this beautiful woman. Oh my gosh! If I didn't have a girlfriend at the time, I, oh, I no. would have. I, I would have missed opportunities. Yeah, like, jumped on it. She was from um, Iceland, and but was African American, and she had just moved to Vegas. Said she was on hard times. She was driving a cab, and I didn't tell her anything about what had just had happened to me until I pulled up to my hotel, and I go, "It's your lucky day." I actually just won this tournament, and I gave her like three hundred dollars cash, and I said, "Keep it." And she starts bawling her eyes out. Oh my god. And she's like, can I hug you? Can I hug you? I'm like, absolutely. <clears throat> so she got out and I, and I hugged her. And like that was like the best part of that entire experience was yeah. was sharing that with somebody who really, really appreciated it. So You need to go find this woman. I know. I don't know how. I don't have any way to help you. Maybe if I get famous one day, we can track her down. When you get famous, we will track her down. Oh, that's thank you. That's very positive. I yes. appreciate that. <laughs> Do you think that, I mean... So we've we've talked about some like negative dating experiences. Yeah. Do you think you've been unlucky in love, or like have you had, like what makes you keep wanting to date right now? Loneliness, right? Nobody wants to be lonely. Yeah. And it's always, I'm the type of person where. I always have so much going on upstairs in your, in your head, and it's always nice just to vent to somebody. Yeah. Right. And if you don't have that person around you can tend to go stir crazy in your own mm. thoughts and so that's that's part of it but everybody wants to love and be loved i think yeah. that's natural absolutely um you mentioned so. that you've started writing you know you have this blog and yeah. you're um you know you're practicing writing and stuff have you ever like considered that as an outlet for it seems oh, like you definitely are using it for at least like these stories and stuff oh certainly i mean yeah. i have i have that not to mention i have a like a, just a written journal that yeah i need to be more consistent with it but writing has typically been my outlet if i don't yeah. have you know that yeah. individual to it is good to have like a sounding board though mm-hmm. for sure to like have the feedback and stuff yeah so. especially with like the type of the line of work that i'm in it's uh, it can be very very stressful okay i kind of want to dig into some of the stuff that you sent me let's do it I thought this was really interesting right off the bat. Um, 
So the question is, in your experience, who usually introduces uh, the DTR conversation, which means defining the relationship? <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I know I, I, I did have to Google that. I was like, DTR? I was like, this is a new video, ga- video Sorry. game? And I'm like, no, that's DDR. <laughs> Nobody plays that anymore. Um, so yeah, for this, you said almost always the girl. Mm-hmm. Really? that's I find that interesting. Right. I take the, the approach of, it, that's a kind of a feel thing. Okay. Where you, you know it when you feel it. Um, if you want to be in a relationship or or how you feel about a person or what. How, I mean, how you feel is one thing, but putting the label on it. Yeah. Right? Okay, we are officially in a relationship. We're, all, we're stuck in this Facebook world where everything has to have a label on it. Mm. And, it and it bugs me because right, if you can't just act in accordance with how you truly feel, why, right. why do you have to take it that next step? You have to have that label. Right. Right? And so uh, another thing that... You know, I had mentioned was I am that type of person where I could be go on one date with someone, and if there's a next date, like there's mutual interest there, if I'm if there's anybody else that I have on the line, so to speak, like on a dating app or texting or Snapchat, all that other stuff, I sever it entirely. Oh, okay. So you don't date multiple people at the same time. Absolutely at not. All. Absolutely not. Okay. It's, it's just it's not fair, and it's a good way to get yourself hurt. Yeah. And I can see that. But at the same token, right? If I go to on a, a one date with a girl and say. You know, I'm not talking to anybody else. And she thinks, oh, what does he think? We're already together. She's going to freak out and think I'm insane. Mm-hmm. So I just leave it there. So it's something yeah. I just do internally. I don't you know, really communicate. Yeah, it's like a shift. Yeah. A mental shift. So, but then if I'm with my significant other, what are we? Mm. I just, whatever you want us to be. Okay. Whatever makes you like comfortable and content. You know, do you want to say we're exclusive, we're together? Great. You want to say we're boyfriend, girlfriend? That's fine too. You want to say we're just casual? That's that's okay. But. Okay, so that's my next question. What if you were dating someone that you really liked for six months, and you would obviously be doing it, you know, you'd only be dating her because mm-hmm. you sever all your ties, um, and you really like her, but then you never have the conversation because you maybe don't care, and um, she is like, this is just casual, right? Like, are you okay? with What if you really like her? What if you love her? I would ask her, what do you mean this is just casual? Yeah. Right? So... I, I would need to find out how she defines that. Yeah. Because I think if you ask, you know, a room, uh, ten people in a room, what's casual mean? Everybody has yeah. a different response. If she's like, oh, well, you know, I've, you know on you know, Tuesdays I, I went out with this other guy, I would just be like, no, I'm done with you. Yeah. Like if you can't be exclusive just in a communi- communicative mm. part, like, w- what are mm-hmm. we doing here? I think that's probably how a lot of women and people in general see the the, the defining the relationship conversation is communicating like are you seeing other people are you serious about me how do you feel and maybe from your point of view it, w- it would be nice if we could just have that conversation without talking about labels like mm-hmm. I am not seeing anyone else and I really like you and I, I want to know how you feel mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's really nice if it can come up organically and fluidly like of mm-hmm. course that's everyone that's what you want right but um, if you're having to, like, bring up that conversation, so, like, I really want to talk about this, and you're nervous, like, maybe that's... I don't want to say that's already a bad sign, mm-hmm. but, like, if you're worried about something, if you're anxious about something, maybe not a good thing, you know? And what I've heard uh, from this person is who I should probably, like, say their name right now, but I don't remember it. Um, Let's call her Pam. Pam says that you should... A, a better alternative to that is um, asking, like, what can I expect from you? 
and what do you need from me? I think that's more conducive to a, a better conversation. Yeah, like I mean, it, it sparks <clears throat> a conversation, and it's not an answer to a yes or no question. Like, are you my boyfriend? Right. Do you want to be my boyfriend? What are we? Are you having sex with other people? Yeah, exactly. Right. So I think that that um, leads to more of a discussion because... Mm-hmm. It also, it, it can put the other person... I'm sorry, this couch is so awful. That was good. I just had a joke. <laughs> um, just if you need a pillow, just, just let me know. There's, <laughs> there are some. I think having the conversation of, you can, you can use these or not, just feel free. Like, if you ask someone, what are we? Even if they're really into you and they've been thinking, like, oh, I think it might be time to make her my girlfriend, whatever. That's a really scary conversation and like the pressure that that can put on you because right I mean it's you have to answer them right then you can't be like let's talk about it later yeah you You, can't put that one off right it just boils down to communication but everyone is different when it comes to that yeah and and I understand from whether it's anybody's perspective of wanting to just even if you feel like you know just getting that reassurance Mm -hmm. um but I've done this before and it's been well received by you know the few women I've done it with is when that conversation happened, it told me, all right, maybe I'm not doing something or I'm not showing that enough affection. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not communicating well enough, like how yeah. I, I really feel. Um, but what I'll, I'll do is I'm, I'm a really good listener and I remember very, very well, sometimes in my own mind. That's good. That's good. We'll be <clears throat> in a social, we'll be out uh, at a bar and I'll just be like, Hey, uh, can you get my girlfriend another drink? And then you'll just, exactly yeah. what you just did. Yeah, it's exactly gasp. there, right? The, the gasp, and that is me indirectly saying, look, I heard you. And this is me, saying, like that, my action there of just like saying, hey, can you get this from my girlfriend? Yeah. Is me understanding like that, you know, we need to get on the same level here. Mm-hmm. And it's been very well, very well received. I'm, I can see how that would be very well received. <laughs> That's nice. Here I am single. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought this was funny because when I asked... Um, for your favorite or least favorite dating app. Yeah. Or I meant... I Just app in general. Yeah, I meant, I meant dating app, and I should have written that. Oh. Again. Do you use more than one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, least favorite by far is Tinder. Yeah, okay. I mean, easily. Uh, it's, is it just... It's a dark world. Wow. It's a it's dark, dark, dark world. Tell me about the darkness. It's either somebody who's just fake and trying to scam you. Like a robot. Yeah. Okay. Or... Someone who, uh, you know, somebody there who's strictly just for sex or just to hook up. Right. Which is never clearly indicated, so you have to play this game to even figure that out. Yeah. Or it's somebody who is a virgin and wants to find their husband, and then I'm thinking, why are you here? Wow, I never would have considered that. I mean, those are pretty extremes, but... Yes. It's, there's nothing in the middle there. And, yeah. <clears throat> and I, my biggest turnoff with dating apps is the pen pal thing. It's like, look, mm. if I match with you, I'd say my over-under is 10 messages before I'm going to say, hey, let's go grab dinner. Yeah, yeah. But then that snowballs into the other part that I can't stand it is the one date I spent 100 bucks and never hear from the girl ever again. I'm like, I can't afford this shit anymore. $100. I've, I mean, I've, this, in the past two months, I've probably spent over $1,000 on dating app dates for nothing. Oh, my God. That's yeah. a lot of money. And it, Well, and it's just because, like, that is how I was I was raised, right? Like, yeah. And you go out with somebody, like, no way am I going to even think to let her pay. Okay. And I'm not going to go to, you know, a hole in the wall or dive bar or something like that. And it's, but it's not going to be upscale, so. <clears throat> it's, I mean, it, um, it definitely adds up, like, the Uber and the... Everything. Ev- yeah. So, the drinks and the tip. Yeah. So Tinder whatever. is... It, I'm, 
pretty much done with that one. But I do like Hinge. Okay, yeah. This is the Hinge podcast. (laughs) I have a question about Tinder. Have you got, how do you go out with people on Tinder? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you, what do you mean like, uh, I mean, do you go on dates with people on Tinder? So you, you do. Uh, it was much more prevalent. I'd say when I first moved here now, it's extremely rare. So, uh, do you have all of the apps? Um, yes, but I really only use Hinge. Okay. Um, it's the interface is nice. It's crazy how they capitalized on everybody's distaste for swiping. Yeah. That's really the core of it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I've, I think on Hinge I've gone on two or three dates that haven't materialized to anything, but at least yeah. they were, they were okay, but yeah. obviously it just you know, didn't, didn't work. Yeah. It didn't pan out. Fizzled. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's actually a really good segue into um, something that I really want to start asking everyone, which is what's like an instant turnoff for you? Uh, either on a dating app or when you meet them in person and you're like talking, they say something, they do something and you're just like, I'm out. It's over. On an app, it's, it has to be more than half. It's like, be different than every other chick out there. Yeah. Like, these women out there don't realize that everybody else loves to travel, loves dogs, yeah. is a foodie, and also likes to work out. Yeah. Great. Tell me something else yeah. about you. Right? Like, that doesn't make you different. That makes you just like everybody else. It's almost it's like non-information. It's like, right. oh, you have eyebrows? Perfect. It, it's shinfo. Yeah. Shitty info is oh. what I call it. Um, I like that. You're free to use that as much as you'd like. And Thank you so much. And it's just like, give me something that can spark a conversation. Yeah. Right? And when I see that, like, I don't care if you're a straight up 10, I'm turned off. Mm. Like, I, I'm less likely yeah. to want to even, like, hang out with you. Yeah. What's, um, a, what's a 10? Can you describe a 10 for us? <gasps> Blonde hair, blue eyes. No. What's a 10? I wish, man. Do you know, can you think of anyone who's a 10? That I know? Yeah. Or, or <laughs> that everyone knows. Um, that most people know and can call to mind. Hmm. Man, that's a... That's a that's it's a, a tall real, order. It is a very, very tall order, but if I had to say somebody that was 10, I don't know. I know. I'm sorry. Someone but, like, asked me my celebrity crush the other day, and I was like, I don't know any celebrity. Like, I couldn't think of anyone. <laughs> yeah, that's... that's. It'll come to me probably, like, 20 minutes yeah, from now. Yeah, please, and... Please shout it so out. So I'm glad you planted yeah. that seed in my brain because it yeah. will be growing. What, what about when you're in person, when you're on a date? Like, has someone, has oh, there yeah. ever been a moment where someone's done anything and you're like, this date's over? Yeah, I walked out on a date once. You walked out on a date? Absolutely. <gasps> Tell me that story. So we meet up and... Sorry, I'm she, trying to stretch my hip flexors. No, so stretch just it out. Everything no, this, that is, I'm doing. This, is, this is a comfortable environment. <laughs> so we meet up... Um, Having a couple drinks, and I'd say it's about 10 minutes in, and she has her phone out, and it's face up, whatever, that's fine. And I see it, you know, blinking, and she grabs it, you know, doesn't even say, hey, like, hold on, it just grabs and starts texting. And I'm like, all right, that's rude, but... Yeah, all right, very rude. Maybe it's just an isolated incident. Yeah. 10 minutes after that, she does it again. And before, like, she could, like, unlock her phone and look at it, I said, hey, like, you do you, like I don't want to sound like an asshole here, but do you mind like not texting because I was hoping to just you know to talk to you like yeah. that's why we're here. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it's just my friend, and she's like, you know, having a, a crisis right now. Like I give a shit about the details. Um, yeah, but if your friend's having a crisis, like, wouldn't you be like, I'm sorry, my friend's having a crisis. Right. I, I give me like one minute. Right. So, you know, my mind starts going off in La La Land, and, and so I just kind of call her out. And I'm like, hey, look, if this is one of those. 
uh, sporadic emergencies, quote unquote, where you're going to dip out because your friend is having a crisis, like you can just, like, it's cool. Like, don't worry about it. She's like, oh, no, no. Like, I'm offended that you would even think that. Like, you're so cute. And, like, you're interesting. And I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, I was like, so, but I just, I would just appreciate it if you, you know, just didn't do that. Yeah. Okay. Five minutes later, uh, th- at this time, like after I called her a second time, she put it in her purse, but five minutes or 10 minutes after that, she pulls her phone out of her purse and starts doing it. And I just started shaking my head and I just looked at her and I was like, why are you being so rude? And she's like, what do you mean? She's like, oh my gosh, I forgot. Ah! And then, so she put her who, phone. Who forgets? <laughs> this is like, I, I feel like this is a um, clear cut example of when your grandpa's like millennials on their phones and we're like, <laughs> we're not like that. But this woman was like that. She was literally yeah. addicted. And so she, she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I got to go to the restroom. I'll be right back. And then when she went to the restroom, I called the waiter and I just said, hey, I need to, I'm going to tab out. And I paid my half. Okay. I didn't pay for her <laughs> drinks. Um, and she came back and I was like, yeah, see you later. Like, I'm done with you. And she... Oh, so you waited for her to come back? Yeah. I wasn't just going to ghost. Yeah. I mean, I, I do ghost, but not like that. Yeah, bad, yeah. Right? So she came back and I just said, look, like, you're, you're just rude. Yeah. Um, so, you know, best of luck, champ. What did she do? She was stunned. She thought it, I think she thought it was a joke. Yeah. And she's like, what? Wait, she's like, wait, you're serious? And I said, hundred percent later. And then I just turned around and then I, all, the last thing I heard and it was like a lingering, like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, like the fuck, like faded away. <laughs> you did that really well. Thank you for, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I have to make these, these, uh, stories when I explain these things as real as possible. Yeah. So. I appreciate it. Yes. Um, I admire you for waiting for her to come back because I went out with a guy. Um, don't tell me he left when you went to the bathroom. No, no one's ever done that to to me. No one's ever done that to me. Um, but I, I went out with a guy who was describing a girl that he went out with Mm -hmm. and, um, Mm, how it was like going really, what? He said, don't talk about exes on a first date. Oh, I know. I know. He, he said that it was like, she had got, it was like their third date or something and it had been like going really well, but then all of a sudden she started acting crazy in the middle of their date. Like she was on drugs <laughs> and like talking to herself and stuff and, um, that he got scared. So when she went to the bathroom, he left and I'm like, so, I mean, you at least like talked about it with this woman mm-hmm. and then we're like, you said bye and right. like, I'm leaving and I've. I heard him, like, like he told me this story, and I thought to myself, you seem flaky, or something. Maybe yeah. flaky's not even the right word, but, like, you, I don't know. If she was having a, maybe she was having a fucking seizure or something, you just left her, like. I mean, just have a little decency. Yeah, something. I mean, that's a huge flag. Yeah. And. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I, I hope you didn't go on another date. Did not. Good. Good for um, you. Wait, red flags. What are some red flags? Mm. immediately talking about exes. Yeah. Like, I mean, I understand it's going to come up at some point. Mm. It has to. Yeah. But it, when it does come up, especially if I'm on a date first or second, like I'll get my one story out. I'll be like, I'm sorry. I didn't, let's not yeah. talk about that and, yeah. and move on. So I'll like be aware of it. Yeah. Um, another flag is someone who like texts or calls like all the time. Okay. And like three, four or five times. Cause in my mind, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Because, like, when I'm at work, I have my phone on Do Not Disturb, and I'm, oh, I, I mean, wow. I'm constantly going from meeting to meeting and talking. Yeah. To, so I just, I literally don't have the time yeah. to entertain, like, casual conversation on the side. Okay. I mean, here and there I do, but um, if I'm getting constantly hit up, like, yeah. like what are you doing? What's, what's going on? How's your day going? Oh, my gosh. <gasps> that makes me want to cringe. 
How's, really? How's your, how was your day? Uh, it's, it's so basic and just, it's like... What question do you want them to ask you um, at the end of your day? At the end... Ooh, a good question to ask me would be, so what really pissed you off today? Okay. Or what'd you have for lunch? Nice. Anything that isn't just Has the run of the answer. middle. Right. That, yeah. Like, good, okay. Yeah. Right. It's like when somebody on a dating app hits you up, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm like about to block you. That's what I'm about to do. Okay. <laughs> We're learning. This is good. Yeah. Um, red flags are plentiful, so I'm glad we know yours now. Um, another flag, I think the one that would be a good one to add would be daddy issues. Daddy issues. Can you describe daddy issues for us? In simple terms, they hate their dad. Okay. Do you think... As someone who has described herself as having daddy issues before, do you think... Me? No, me. Oh, I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I love my dad. Do you think it's possible that it's that they crave love from their fathers and haven't received it plentifully enough, and so then they search for validation elsewhere? I agree with that statement. Yeah. And, and that's like a, you're like, I can't. It's, I've had experiences with a, two, okay. two women who have had daddy issues, and both of them were tumultuous and just not. They, yeah, they were. They so were, were they bad. clingy? Like, what was the problem? They were so unpredictable. Okay. Um, borderline bipolar, I okay. think, and they, they just they they had to have that constant like reassurance and set and like they yeah. had to be constantly satisfied and yeah like do you think I'm pretty? Yes, I do. How do what do you think about this outfit? I'm like, yeah, we'll probably change your pants. Okay, what about this? It looks great. Five minutes later, do you think I'm pretty? I'm like, we just went through this. <laughs> you are pretty. Yes. Like, just take that. Like, let's and yeah. let's move on from this. Like, stop continually looking for this validation. It's like, yeah. they, I feel like they never got that, which is sad that they never got yeah. it from their father. And it, But I think, I mean, it's, it's really attractive when you uh, can, can tell that someone can get that from themselves. Right. You know? And so it's like maybe... Maybe they can grow from their daddy issues, and if you if you can't see that uh, capacity in someone, I can see how that'd be really worrisome. Yeah, absolutely. And so, does that mean if I you know meet someone else in the future who you know didn't have a great relationship with their father, and I pers- you know think they have daddy issues, am I going to sh- be like, no, I'm not talking? No, absolutely not. You explore it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's all relationships really are. Yeah. I think is is learning about each other and kind of yeah. figuring it out. And that's the toughest part is not allowing your past ones to affect your current. Yeah. It's tough. That's a really good point. <laughs> I really want to hear your expanded answers for oh, this, this was, one question. This was by far the... I spent the most time on this. <clears throat> Wait, which? what are you talking about? I already know what question you're going to go to. Describe your best and worst in one word. Yes. I knew. So char- characteri- characterize your best sexual encounter and worst sexual encounter with one word each. For worst, you said humpback. Mm-hmm. Tell me about this. What are you thinking? I'm thinking someone with severe scoliosis. No. Okay. But that's actually not a, not a bad guess. Thank you. Um, so it was my ex-girlfriend, the, the, the poker one. Okay. And we were in California. Um, she was from there, went out to like visit her family, stayed in a hotel. And she was by far the most like sexually aggressive person I'd ever dated. Did she make you role play no. the Hunchback of Notre Dame? Okay. No. Man, man, that's some crazy <laughs> shit. Um, and so, but she was sexually adventurous. <clears throat> yeah, she was. There was really nothing she wouldn't do, and I was. I kind of you know, thought that was cool about her. 
But um, you kind of thought that was cool. You're like, yeah, it's fine. It was, but I just wasn't that attracted to it. Oh, so it was what? tough. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, keep going. I, I was, I, w- I was attracted to her, but not like I was with any other girl. Got it. <clears throat> so, anyways, we do the whole thing, and we get we go to the hotel, and you know, I'm super tired, and, and I pass out, and then we had to get up really early to go back to the airport, and I remember it was like four thirty or five in the morning. It was still like barely light out, and you know she's giving me that nudge like. Like, hey, get up, get up. Like, I'm horny. Like, what's fuck? Like, right now. And I'm just like, oh, my God, no. Like, I'm hungover. Like, I'm not yeah. doing this. Blah, blah. <clears throat> and she go, she kept fucking with me. And I was just like, no. Like, I'm just, it's not going to happen. And she's like, all right, we'll just, just lay there then. And I had my back turned to her. And so she, like, played Big Spoon, right? Okay. And put her leg o- around, like, my, my hip. Okay. And she started grinding, like, on my back. On your, on the flat of your back? Yeah. Like my back, like hip area, okay. like down here. Okay. And <clears throat> I, I can hear, like, you know, the sound of like when they're about like, right. to come and, and I'm like, is she really like just straight humping my back and going to get off on this? Yeah. That's. Hence the term humpback. Humpback. Yes. Wow. I, that is, I did not go there. Yeah. So that was. That's in- almost incredible, really. It, I thought it was a dream because I we w- actually woke up like thirty minutes later and I had to roll over and I was just like, "Did you just fuck my back? Like, did that happen?" And she's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Did you get off?" And she's like, "Yeah." And I go, "Should I be impressed or I don't even know how to feel right now?" Wow. And I go, "Should I feel violated?" And we kind of <laughs> laughed about it, right? And I was like, "Hey, whatever you got to do, like, do you?" But like in hind- at the time, I didn't really think of it. In hindsight, I'm just like, "Dude, what the fuck?" Yeah. It's crazy. That is, that is, I would say that's crazy. Yeah. That's right. crazy. That should have been a flag, right? I don't know. <laughs> if you were into it, it would be perfect. I wasn't into it. I mean, I don't, I think I was asleep when it happened. I don't right. know. I was just like, do whatever you got to do. I don't care. Right. Yeah. You know, use me as your toy if that's what you got to do. There huh? you go. Like. Um, what do you, so, and then best you said serendipitous. Yes. So do you have one encounter in mind? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. So I, um. It was spring break. I was 21. What? It was spring break. No one has good sex on spring break. Um, I wouldn't say it was good, but it was serendipitous, which made it the most exciting. Right? Okay. Um, I don't remember much about it because I was really fucked up. But anyways, uh, I have this thing where I'm just like super attracted to black girls. Okay. Uh, although I've never dated one. I've only hooked up with one. This is the one I'm, I'm okay. telling the story about. So... We're me and my brother and my cousin. We're down in Florida. We're you know, having drinks and getting fucked up. And I was just like, I just made this blurt out this random comment, like, man, I'd love to like hook up with like a, a black chick. And no more than thirty seconds later, this beautiful girl walks into the bar with these two other like you know two other guys. Serendipitous. And my brother, who is this big burly you know, guy who's in the um, who's in the army, he's like, oh, he thinks he can get any chick. He's like, oh, I could take her home in a second. I was like. All right, go do it. So I kind of challenged him, like, like go talk to her, like go, you know, see what she's doing tonight. He gets up, he walks over there, and, and he takes a left, and he goes to the bathroom, comes back, and he's like, yeah, I couldn't do it. And I'm like, hey, dude, I'm like, you're, like, really, dude. So he's like, oh, I don't see you doing it. So I just got up and walked and went straight over to her, and I was just like, hey, my brother, like, you know, wasn't man enough to come up and say hi to you and ask you for your number. So here I am, and she gave it to me. It was like the first time I ever really took that risk. Yeah. Um, and you know, just went for it. Yeah. And it worked. And we ended up hanging out, like, the whole night. Went back to her place, and there was, like, a party there afterwards, and there was, like, all these other people there, and I didn't know who any of them were. 
And I was just like, I think I'm just going to go home. And she's like, no, you're not. And she just pulled me into her room and we just went at it. It's like um, a movie. Yeah. And then I just, the only thing I really remember is everybody like knocking on her door. Like, what are you doing there with that guy? What are you doing there with that guy? And because they thought that like I was like trying to do, you know, oh, like take advantage of her. They were worried. And so she just, I remember like we were done and she was like whipped the door open and she was just like, yeah, I was with this guy. Like, I wanted it. And I, and I was like, felt like, like a champion. But <laughs> I'll never meet her ever again. But I just thought that was, you know, one of the cooler stories that I've had. It was very a serendipitous. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. That was the perfect word for that. Yep. You know how I, d- I define serendipity? How? Looking for a needle in a haystack and finding the farmer's daughter. Wow. So you answered this other question very in a very interesting manner. <laughs> if you're in a defined relationship, how much can the partner do without cheating? And you said... As much as they want to, to the extent that they'd be okay with their acts appearing on the front page of tomorrow's Chicago Tribune. I think that's a great... I mean, obviously, <laughs> it's my answer, of course, I think it's great. Yeah. But it's just do the right thing. Yeah. That That's the core of what I'm getting at there is do the right thing. And if you are doing something that you wouldn't want anybody else to know... Mm, then that's I, a good barometer. Right? Then then that then don't do it or else you're, you know, you're cheating. Yeah. So... Some people say, like, oh, you know, they just kissed or that. It's like, yeah, you don't want everybody else to know that, which means you're wrong. Yeah, that's a good point. You know? Have you been cheated on? Yes. Oh, you have? Yes. Sorry. No, it's, I mean, it, it happened when I was uh, in my second year. Yeah, my second year of, of law school. Okay. And it it, um, it crushed me for a while. Like, yeah. it, it caused a lot of trust issues that took I me a while to, to get over, especially the circumstances of it. So uh, I was dating this girl who was from my hometown. Which was probably two hours south of where I was going to, to law school, so it was a distance relationship, and she was really, really good friends with my like best friend at the time, and of course, right, you would never think that somebody would cheat under oh, those no. circumstances. It gets worse, right? So, uh, they came up uh, during my birthday, so it was her, my friend, and a couple other friends, and we all go out, and you know, we're all drinking, having a good time, and. The bars closed, and my buddy Chris was like, "Hey, can like come back to my crib. We're we're gonna go smoke. Like, you know, I rolled you up like a you know, fat blunt to smoke your birthday." I'm like, "Awesome." We go over there. I mean, I was so fucked up. Like, I hit it twice, and I and I just passed out. I remember waking up, like, on a couch similar to this one, and just I'm like, sorry. and just thinking like, "Where in the hell am I?" I was, oh shit, I'm at Chris's. Fortunately, my where I was living was like two blocks away. I'm like, "Where is everybody?" And then I looked at my phone, and I realized that. Uh, my girlfriend at the time had, had taken my keys, so she took everybody back to my place, and I was like, oh, good, everybody's fine. I called her, and she didn't pick up, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I call again, doesn't pick up. I call the third time, and she finally picks up. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I was like, hey, let me in. And she comes down and lets me in, and I just, like, give her a hug. And she, I was like, all right, are you hungover? Like, why are you being so weird? Like, it, just, it was just that, yeah. that vibe that I was like, something's up. And so we go to the elevator, we, we go up, and she's, like, you know, tapping her hand, like, being really just weird again. And uh, we get up to my place. It was on, the, like, the top floor. And it was weird because as soon as I opened the door, like, I heard another door shut. And so you had to go down this long hallway and, like, make a, a turn. So we, we do that. And then I immediately, like, just, like, went to my room because I wanted to go back to sleep. And I open up my, my door, and I go in there, and I jumped in my bed. Have you ever jumped in your bed and you just, like, know that somebody else was in there? Like it's not your scent of you. Right, I was about to say you could probably get, you could probably smell it, right? Not it. It was just the, it was the scent of someone else. Yeah. Right. It wasn't me, and it wasn't her. Yeah. I didn't, and I couldn't. You know, at the time, you don't really. You know, that's not even going through your mind. Yeah. 
And we, we took the nap and get up and I would say two days later, my, my other like really, really good friend, he just said, I can't hold this in anymore. And he told me everything that happened. And so she fucked my best friend in my own apartment, in my own bed on my birthday. Why? I don't know. You don't know? Did you talk to her about it? Well, of course they, they denied it and I denied it. And uh, lo and behold, like three months later, they were together. He, she said that uh, because he was always around, right? Because I was two hours away. Oh. And they were just, they were hanging out all the time. And yeah. then it just kind of developed into that. And I, it, it, like I said, it crushed me. Like, I didn't trust anybody. I was like, if I can't trust, like, the first person I ever said that I love to. Yeah. And uh, this guy who I thought was, like, one of my best, best friends. Yeah. Then who the hell can I trust? Yeah. And so I didn't date for a long, long time after that. I didn't trust anybody. I thought I was lying. Uh, at the time, I was 25. Mm-hmm. 25, 26, yeah. And so it was, it, yeah, it, it had a big impact on me. I'm sure. That's awful. But. Are they still together? No, thankfully. And she looks like hell, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, you know, in the long run, was it for the better? Yeah, but at the time, and I mean, law school in and of itself is stressful as hell. Yeah. And so it was nice, like, to have somebody around. And so, like, that just all just came to a screeching halt. And I, I was, like, in a rough part of my life. But, I mean, I, was, I, got, I got through it, but. After that, it was really hard. I still have trust issues today. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it's not nearly as bad as what it was, but that that was one that yeah that set me back. Yeah, big time. So the blog post <clears> that you <throat> sent me was about like kind of like overwhelming affection that you were receiving from okay. someone that you were dating. Yeah. So from what I remember, this woman was just like hanging all over you yeah. at a party. She kept saying "baby" and yeah. "babe" and like asking for kisses in front yeah. of your friends. Was this like a girlfriend or what kind of? <laughs> I mean. What was the relationship? So that was when uh, someone I had met when I went to training for a job that I took. So when I got out of like the legal thing and I was exploring sales, yeah. I went to training uh, out in Colorado and I met her there. And she was super like cute and uh, fun, and we just had like that instant connection. Yeah. But it sucked because we were only there like four days, and she lived there out in, in Colorado, and I lived only back in Indiana at the time. But we kept in contact, and okay. we would talk consistently and it once I came here to Chicago it developed into you know uh, saying how much like we cared about one another like oh my gosh if only that you lived here like we'd be together um all this stuff like she would send me some pretty uh, provocative snaps all the time oh. which I was like all right cool this is this yeah. will keep me you know obviously keep me interested so lo and behold she said hey I want to come out and see you and I'm like awesome yeah, like so. You were in like kind of a, a limbo e like not dating, but like right. Yeah, we were. It was kind of a uh, almost like a fictitious relationship. Yeah. Like we knew that we couldn't be together because we were so far apart. But yeah. at the same time, between two screens, we acted like we were together. Okay. But once she came here to Chicago, it was like, who are you? Oh. Because you know, I go and pick her up from the airport. I could do all those nice things. And I get there and. Like, as soon as we get to my place, like, the first thing I want to do is just, like, rip her clothes off and just, like, go at it. Yeah. And we get there, and, you know, I start kissing her and, like, making the move, and she's just like, no, 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 no. She's like, I'm scared. What? You're scared? You have no problem, like, sending me snaps that you yeah. fingering yourself and all this shit, but you're scared now? Okay. Like, where is this even coming from? Uh-huh. So, but at the same time, I was like, all right, I'm not going to push. Yeah. Like, let's, it's the first night, like, okay, you're a little nervous, let me get over this. But then the next day was everything that I explained there about 
Uh, the baby. Oh, my God. Hanging on you at a party. Yeah, yeah. it was bad. It was bad. Right? I mean, because here we are on day two of us hanging out. Yeah. And, you know, I took her to my friend's wedding, and she's coming up to me every two seconds, babe, 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 like, what do you want? What do you want? Babe. And I just looked at her, I said, uh, you know, gin and tonic, it's fine. Okay, but before I go, like, you got to kiss me. And my friends are looking at me like, dude, get the fuck out now. Like, you've got a clinger. Like, this is not good. And I just look, I'm like, please, can we not do this? Because I'm not big on PDA. Yeah. Either. And I even asked her, I pulled her aside, like, can you please, like, not do this? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? I'm just showing my affection for you. I was like, you're not understanding where I'm coming from here. Right? Like, you're just, there's a disconnect. Yeah. And eventually, it just, it, it didn't work out. How long did she stay with you? Four nights. Three okay. nights. No, three nights. So did you just, like, kind of put up with it for the time that she was there? And then yeah. after she left, it, like, fizzled or... So I put up with it while she was there, and then we went back to Chicago because this was back in my hometown. And the next night we went to dinner with her cousin, I mm-hmm. believe, which was fun. It was a good time. We get back to my place, and I just went to sleep. And the next day she had, a, I think she had an interview because she was looking to move out here to Chicago. And I was supposed to take her to the airport, but something didn't work out, so she had to take it, ended up having to take an Uber. And she was texting me. I said, hey, like, we need to talk. And so she calls me, and I was about to go into this, like, this isn't going to work. And she's like, hey, can you make it quick? Like, I got to get on my on my flight. And I was like, I can't. This is something that I can't just make quick. Like, we yeah. got to have a talk about this. So the conversation ended, and then she texts me, if you're, if you're going to call it, I'll call it quits or break out with me. Just just do it now, just right over the text. And I was just like, um, just call me when you land in, in Colorado. And she never called me, and that was it. Oh. Cut two. What? Three There's weeks more. ago. What? Three weeks ago? She hits me up, and it's the first I had talked to her in a long time. How long? Over a year. Okay. Maybe two. Hey, guess what? I, may, I live in Chicago now. I'm like, what? She wanted to talk to you again? Which was surprising. And that's what I said to her. I said, this is really surprising. I never expected you to hit me up because I you know, I felt bad about the way things ended with us. Yeah. And I wish it would have ended on better terms, but I never expected you to, to ever reach out to me. Yeah. And she said, yeah, well, you know, live and learn or whatever. So, uh, Are you going to see her? It's kind of funny you mentioned that. I hit her. She texted me last night and, you know, what are you doing? Nothing. She's like, yeah, I'm just laying in bed reading. I'm like, you want to hang out? And she said, not tonight, maybe tomorrow. And I was like, yeah. She's still scared. Yeah, she is. And so it's just there's a little bit of hope inside of me that I could have a conversation with her and really explain to her, like, what was such a turnoff to me and, like, Uh, what were the flags and, like, it's something that you can work past. Because I always feel like no matter what you go through with anybody, and I mean anything, that you can typically get past it. Okay. If you're both willing to work at it. Yeah, if you're both willing. Right. But with her, I don't know. Maybe she, maybe we are better off as just friends. Yeah. Which for me you is... You think there's potential, though, if she can, like, pull herself, peel herself off of you. Yes. Okay. Not suffocate me. Yeah. So okay. you need space. I do. What if they're... Like, do you think you could date someone like you? Who's, like, not very affectionate and kind of, like, you know, they need a lot of space, too. And then you guys just never touched. <laughs> so, so I just date an imaginary person? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. I think... Do you date people who are very different from you, usually? I did once, and that was when I dated a, a police officer. You dated and a police officer? Yeah. How was that? Interesting. Okay. The worst sex of my life. Really? Why? Oh, yeah. Because I felt like I had to fill out a, uh, like a, a checklist form. 
Like, I had to apply just to have fucking sex with her. It was the worst. In what way? Uh, see, I'll feed you. Don't worry. <laughs> she she worked the late shift. So she, uh, she would go in at, like, 3 and get out at, like, 11 or whatever. And uh, I would go to stay at her house because at the time I was still living in Indiana with a buddy. It was, like, two other guys I was living with. She lived on her on her own, so naturally we yeah. spent a lot of time at her place. Yeah. So I was like, she get off work. Hey, I'll meet you at your house. And she'd come in. And she wouldn't even think about giving me a kiss or having sex at all until like after she showered and brushed her teeth she oh. had she had to be cleaned up like immaculate like, immaculate in order to even think about having sex and i was just like i hate these conditions like i'm the oh. type of person that like i like to have kind of spontaneous sex yeah right so like you come in from work you're like i've had a long day and i'm just like shut the fuck up real quick yeah right and i'll and just go and like yeah. have it just that be it's fun, I think. Yeah. And with her, I tried that once, and holy shit, I thought I was going to get, like, beat oh, with, no. her, with her baton. <laughs> I think girls get self-conscious about it, though, because I can relate to that a little bit. When I was younger, like, I, would, I wouldn't I would want anyone to touch me unless I was completely clean. Because mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, they're going to think I'm gross, or they're going to think my breath smells, or whatever. I no longer care. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> like, you know, when I was younger, it was, like, a concern. Right. Do you think that had something to do with it, or was it her? Yeah, I think it was just her because we had a conversation about that. Uh, I said, "Where's you know, the? Where is this coming from? What is yeah. this?" And she said, "Time and time again, you know, it's, it's me, right? I, uh, I just I feel gross if I don't do this." Yeah. So, I just accepted it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I didn't try. I didn't want to turn into a fight, so it, it it was what it was. But at the same token, it was you know almost impossible to get affection out of her. Yeah. And so for me, like I have some walls that I you know, need to drop in order to just, like show that affection, like and I'll I I can get there and I'll yeah. I'll do that. It's just that I show my affection in these very subtle ways, and if that other person doesn't pick up on that, it that kind of hurts me. Yeah. Like I'm a really really good gift giver. Mm-hmm. Like I will pick up on a conversation that we had, or something that you might want, it's something small, and it'll be like a month later, and I'll just you know, buy that small gift on Amazon and deliver it on a completely unexpected. Mm, that's sweet. And it'll be that small token. Yeah. That's me saying, Hey, I, I heard you. Yeah. Right. And so it's just those little things that, yeah. I, that I'll do. Or like you make sure it gets done. You just have your yes. own way of doing it. And I will always like any favor, big or small, like I, I'm very dependable and reliable. But, yeah. Right. And it's those things that I think a lot of people take for granted mm. that it's me showing them affection. Like I really yeah. care about you. I wouldn't do this for anybody. Yeah. So it's just, I guess I'm pretty unique in my own way. Mm. How do you want affection to be given to you? Unconditionally. Okay. But not smothered. Right. No smothering. Right. It, it Always means, there to have, but not on top of you. Yeah. I, I know I'm sounding very, like, no, 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 picky. Uh, it, it, it all goes back to the unconditional part. Yeah. Like, it's a simple thing of a turnoff where somebody, like, comes up and just, like, kisses me on the cheek, and I just continue to do what I'm doing. What, you're not going to kiss me back? No. I'm not. <laughs> like, especially now that you asked. Yeah. Right? It shouldn't be, you know, because I did this and, and that. Like, Reciprocal. Right. It's like, you gave that to me because you wanted to. Exactly. I'm washing the dishes. I can't do it right now. Uh, I think this is a good lead-in for this question of um, how dating is different now from when you were younger. And I don't know what you want to categorize younger as, if that's like high school or in your 20s. But you mention social media here a little bit. <laughs> funny do you want to talk about that what was my answer Can you... uh so how is how is dating different from when you were younger um social media has single-handedly obliterated dating when mm. i was younger i'd have to ask around to get the scoop on a girl 
And even then, I wouldn't allow myself to take that scoop at face value, which is very admirable. Now, I'll match with someone on a dating app and immediately become a forensic researcher just to see what her recent ex looked like. It's terrible. This actually, before you launch it, <laughs> it's a funny face. Before you launch into this, I have to uh, read this message I got today. So... I've recently started dating someone and it's going really well and I'm like I'm very happy and I ha I have a friend who is a very different dater than me like we could not be more different right and she when you said that you're a forensic researcher I'm assuming it's like very tongue in cheek I'm, we all stalk a little bit right but like I assume you're being funny she literally will find. She will find everything about you. She finds your criminal records. She finds out what awards you won in high school. Tell like, her, try and do it with me because she won't. She, oh my God, I'm going to do take it. you up on that. So she was like, she was asking me um, how you say his name. Because he, he has an unusual name and I was trying to explain it. And then out of nowhere she goes, did you look up his records yet? And I said, girl, no. And she said, why not? It's so fun. I'm sure it's clean. <laughs> Like, I'm sure it is too, but like, <laughs> that would never even occur to me. Uh, how the fuck do you look up someone's records? Anyways, so, um, so your point is <laughs> now, uh, with social media, we can find out so much about people. Right. Which I totally agree. I don't know what she's talking about with records. Social media, you can find out pretty much anything you want. Exactly. So the, the big difference is, it's like, when I remember when I first started, like, really liking girls, like, I'm... 13, 12, yeah. you know, that age. And you get a girl's number and it's her home phone number. You're like, oh, I got the number. <laughs> and I would call, like, do I leave a voicemail? No, you just hang up. Well, she'll know. It'll get on her caller ID. And so back then, you're you're sitting next to your home phone just waiting for it to ring. Yeah. Fast forward now, 20 years later, and I'm swiping, like, a left yeah. and right and all, and it's just everywhere. And it's like, how did the, that much happen in 20 years? Yeah. If you think about it, yeah. nothing has progressed that quickly. My in phone lights ever. up now, and I'm like, God, it's probably a notification from Postmates or something. Like right. a promo. I don't even look at it anymore. Right. Do not disturb will be your best friend. I use it constantly. Do what? The moon. Oh, do not disturb. Constantly. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's been the biggest change, but, you know, I'm no saint either, right? Because it's like you're always looking for that constant satisfaction yeah. of, oh, this might be the one. Or they're, yeah. they're so hot or they're so great. I, yeah. I you know, love to meet them. And then they do one thing that gives you that ounce of doubt and you're immediately like, I'm going to go find somebody else. Oh, yeah. And so when you... I can really relate to that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. when you compound that over time and like all these people, if you th like, think about how many people total you've matched with on a dating app. <laughs> right? Whew. And yeah. so it, where you think you're finding the right one, I think all, you're really, all we're really doing is making it exponentially more difficult to be satisfied. Yeah. And so that's the hardest part, I think, nowadays is finding that person that you can be satisfied with. Mm -hmm. Because you know in the back of your mind that in two seconds you can go out and find something else. To, yeah. To, you know, yeah, you to, can. To get that satisfaction, and it sucks. And I, I hate myself for doing it when I mm -hmm. match with a girl. And I was like, all right, you know, don't do it this time. It'll be five minutes later. I'm on Twitter. I'm looking on Instagram. And I'll go on Facebook. And I'm like, oh, it's I just so easy. I bet she's one of those who just uses her middle name, right? And so, when you know, I hire people. I do a lot of you know interviewing and recruiting and stuff. And people always try to hide their social media. Yeah, good luck hiding it for me. Yeah, I will find You'll it. You'll find it. I will. And the thing is, if you're hiding it, um, I'm already. It's already a flag. And so, yeah. like a, a kind of a goal of mine is you know in trying to find you know that that good fit or that good person is to just push all that shit away mm -hmm. and not. And, you know, and really fight that urge to yeah. look for the satisfaction when things are going wrong. 
I usually don't <clears throat> dive too deep um, just out of basically fear of myself because I'm like, I'm going to see something and whatever. Right. They're going to use, like, the wrong emoji and I'm going to be, like, <laughs> turned off. What's the, wait, 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 what is the wrong emoji? The crying laughing emoji. Like the sideways one or, like, the straight one? Either of them. Why is that? Um, I just feel like it's lazy. I don't know. I've no, never, I I've know, never dug into it before. What's your take on the one I use most frequently is the sunglasses. The guy with sunglasses. He's he's pretty cool. Okay. He's very cool. That one and the guy in the purple tux dancing. They're my two favorite. Oh, he's really good. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm big into emojis. Okay. Big fan. So if I need advice in the future, I can hit you up? Absolutely. Sweet. Absolutely. If nothing else... This is this is this has been valuable. Yes. From, you're an emoji. It's been very efficient. So um, there's been one time I've I've been ghosted before, but there's been one time that it was like, you know, usually ghosting is like gradual or kind of. Uh, you can tell. Yes. That they're checked out. Yeah, but but there was one time that it was like what, and maybe that's just me being vain, but like a couple of years ago. Basically, my dream happened where I was at a gay bar with all my friends and I met a straight man. And I was like, this is how... I always knew this is how it was going to happen. Like, I'm at my favorite place on earth. I find the one straight man here and, like, we hit it off. He's really cute. And um, I was, like, being super, like, for me, like, strangely outgoing because I was, like, high as hell. And... um, (laughs) Get this guy's number, and I'm like, yes, like he's so cute. He looked like this celebrity I can never remember the name of, and um, name the movie. What name the movie? I I don't I don't know. Okay. I I just know that he's famous. Michael Sarah. <laughs> no, I'm no. I'm just throwing shit out at this point. <laughs> and um, I want to say Michael Sarah. Continue. <laughs> so, so we we made plans where we were like texting back and forth. He's being like really really into it, like. It was this that perfect medium right at the beginning where he's a little more into you than you are into him. And I was like, oh, this feels really good. And like, that oh, is that good one. You know what yeah. I mean? And because um, like we haven't, af- after you go on a date or at least a couple days, like it should probably reach an equilibrium. Mm-hmm. But when you're like nervous about meeting someone or going out with them, it's, it's nice if you know they're really into you. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. So I was excited about it, but I wasn't too worried about it. I knew right. he really liked me. Um, so we're texting. He's being, like, really sweet. And then we made, um, like, nailed down plans. We're going to meet at this specific place at this time on this day. Was this, like, the second, third date? No, this was our first date. First date? Oh, okay, yeah. wow. <clears throat> so that's why I say I'm, I'm being kind of vain because we yeah, never yeah. even went on one date. But, um, and then I texted him, like, Hey, like, we're still good for whatever. And he just never texts me back. And I'm like, what could have possibly happened? Like, did he decide I'm ugly? What went on here? And um, that was the time that I went down the rabbit hole. And I was like, I'm finding this motherfucker's social security number. Like, I will find you and I'm going to find out what happened. And um, I, f- I found his Twitter. It was really hard because I don't know anything about this person. Like, I only have yeah. his first name. Um, which was something dumb. It was, like, Tanner or something, but whatever. Thad. Um, <laughs> I can't take anybody seriously. You're just like, hi, oh, I'm Thad. I'm like, really? All right, it let's... was something like that. Oh, oh my gosh. Um, Carson. So I find his, I find his Twitter, and um, I don't use Twitter that much anymore. Um, I don't I guess I'm getting old. I don't know. But I used to be pretty outspoken on it. Mm-hmm. And um, he was also very outspoken on it. And we had 
completely opposite political beliefs. Mm. And I was like, he found me. And he was like, I'm going to hate this girl. And then he ghosted me. And that's my theory. But maybe I'm just ugly. I don't know. So that was my time investigating someone. It's tough with those because you don't want to draw the conclusion that you have no... Right. The only fact you had is we have different political views. Now, where I'd give that much more credence is if this... I'm going to call him a douchebag for what he did. Was it, <laughs> and it's going to, it would actually make sense if he was this like, big Trump supporter. Right. Which he was. And that will perpetually blow my mind how any woman on the face of the earth could be attracted to a guy who was this like, blowhard Trump supporter. I know. It, it, I, I, wonder, I can't even rationalize it. I really wonder about what it's like to date in Chicago as a, as a conservative. Like, really, really, really. Because even, honestly, if someone says moderate on him, you know how it has yeah, to yeah, whatever. Yeah. Even if it says moderate, I feel like that's a conservative trying to be like, please, God, someone <laughs> fuck me. Like, <laughs> You know, and, I bet they buy a lot of lube and they have a lot of Kleenex. I think you can figure out where I stand on this political. Yes, I can. Thank you so much. <laughs> Glad we covered that. Oh, okay, let's um, let's wrap up with something fun. Is there anything that we haven't talked about yet that you're like, I wanted to talk about this? Mm. Otherwise, I'll pull something out of the grab bag. That's, it's, uh... Actually, uh, just really quickly, are you usually uh, disappointed or pleasantly surprised when you, fit physically, when you meet women from dating apps? Like, how, their appearance? Yeah. Uh, disappointed. Really? I feel like it, women... It's like fudge their photos way it's, more than men do. It's easy, yeah. It's and easy to do. It's and we have huge, our good sides. It's a huge turnoff. We know our flattering angles. So I really like women that are minimalist in the sense of like, you know, if you have to put war paint on just to go on a date. You know? Right. And when, so that's why I, I, I look for that. If I'm using a dating app as someone who doesn't have any makeup on, maybe they're in their pajamas or maybe, yeah. maybe they're just like just doing something completely crazy. Yeah. Because uh, it gives me a, a real insight to what they really are going to look like. Yeah. Because there's nice. nothing worse than you have that introduction and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Here we go again. Yeah. And, and so it's, it's, it's brutal, but it is what it is. So if you, if you didn't think of anything that we haven't talked about that you would like to, or if there's something you might have heard in like a previous episode that you were like, I want to talk about that. Would you ever date a coworker? Sharing the number of people you've had sex with if your partner asks. You said no there we very go. strongly. Yeah, this one. Okay. I like this. Is, this is one's good. So should you share the number of people you've had sex with if your partner asks? 100%. 110% absolutely not. So are you saying that your partner like shouldn't ask? It's a setup question. There okay. is no good answer to that question, and it's a bullshit question. Have you ever been curious about the number that your partner has slept with? Or you are like, it's a dumb thing to wonder about? I've been curious about it, uh, but I feel like through conversation, because you find out you know, who have you dated in the past. Yeah. And you and you learn about that person. They're like, yeah. oh my gosh, I had this one night stand this one night. And naturally, you'll pick up on it, and you're like, "All right, you know, that's a really good." You, know, you do insight. that. You do that organically, naturally. Yes. Let that stuff come out. You don't just go, "How many people have you had sex with?" Because no matter what I say, if so, if a girl asks me this question, why do I say I'm fucked? Because I say ten people, they're like, "You liar!" Right? You're just a liar. There's no way. Or I say, "Okay, I had sex with you know seventy people." Oh my god, you you probably you're crawling with STDs. So like, what is think- an answer that's that's like good for that person? None. Yeah. Do you think there's a right answer to that question? 
None. No answer. Okay. You, you just call them out yeah. on what they're really trying to do, which is a setup. Like one of my biggest pet peeves, it, uh, it, it's not the same thing as this, but you ever had that situation where somebody asked you a question and they were really looking for your advice, but ultimately they just wanted your approval? Yeah. That's exactly what this is going down this path. Yeah. Right? Because they're trying to figure out how many they had, how many people you had sex with mm-hmm. and have that be a conversation. But what they are really looking for is a chance to kind of call you out. Okay. And, you know, because they already have their mind made up of whether or not they want to, like, fuck you or not. So what does the difference <laughs> have on That's how many people I've had before that? Hypothetical. What if this is someone that you've been with for 30 years? You're married. Like, yeah. You're so in love. You're super happy. And they're like, honey, like, just out of curiosity, like, what number was I? Like, you've learned everything there is to know about each other. You have nothing left to talk about. I you would just... say, you married me because you know I'm not a loser. <gasps> you still wouldn't tell them. No, no. Um, let me finish. Okay. You married me because I'm not a, a loser, and only a loser would keep track. <gasps> Do you know your number? No clue. <sighs> That's awesome. Only if somebody could twelve. It's like, <laughs> dude, you're a fucking loser. Like, <laughs> if you keep track of the number of people you have sex with, like, what are you really doing? What does that accomplish? I literally just had this conversation. Um, I'm crazy. I'm insane. Like, I I used to count everything, and so I used to count the number. I used to. I didn't have the number in my head at all times, but I used to, like, keep a list on my phone of, like, people I have been with. Okay. And then, like... Like, fucked or been with? And then bases, basically. So, like, one, two, or three. Like, what happened? And one (laughs) is a kiss. So, I I didn't have the number off the top of my head, but somewhere there was a list of the technical number of people that I had kissed in my life. Yeah. Yeah, I've since stopped doing that. But I, I feel like that's kind of like an OCD thing, right? Like, I had to count everything. No, I don't... Maybe it is an OCD thing, but th- did you go back to it constantly? Did you no. use that as, like, a, a, a I way to, to judge yourself, right? Like, Well, that was part of it. I was like, I should delete this because, like, the only thing I could ever get from this is negative. Right, it's you know what I mean? Like, so this why... isn't... I'm not going to hold this up and be like, you guys, look yeah. what I did. Yeah. Um, But on top of that, or to, to answer your question, I... I would come back to it, you know, like once a year. I'd be like, oh, I've got to update this. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if, if I got a bullshit... 19-year-old Lauren thought it was a really good yeah. idea. So if I got a bullshit setup question like that, I would immediately uh, combat it with some smart aleck comment. Yeah. Like, none, but it's about to be one, right? Like some yeah. just some dumb shit like that just to turn it into a joke That's to funny. try and lighten the mood. But if she's like dead serious and probed me on it, uh, there's bigger things. That's bigger, a problem There's for something yeah. bigger going yeah. on. And... What that typically means is, I would guess that she had just gotten out of a relationship where, I mean, the guy, like, completely lied, like, said that he only had mm. hooked up with a couple, and then they broke up, and she found out that he had, like, sex with, like, 70. Okay. Like, it's coming from yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. And so you have to, like, kind of remove yourself from that and not to try not to take it personal and just figure out, okay, where is this coming from? Yeah. I try, when I get those kind of off-the-wall questions from uh, somebody I'm dating, I try to figure out where it's coming from before I answer. Yeah. That's so, really smart. Yeah. Here I am single. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been single? Since the fall? No. So, the, I mean, like I said, I was dating that one girl for, it was on and off, but she was kind of crazy. She's, she actually went to oh, rehab. Oh, she's in rehab. She went to rehab. She's in rehab. And that was probably two months ago. Okay. So we were, I would say from like December through, all, all of, like all of November, December, and January, I think we, yeah, we did. Okay. So pretty fresh back on the market. And it's just like, my ultimate question for myself is, okay, if I don't use a dating app, and I don't want to go out to a bar by myself. Yeah. Like, how do how do you find someone? Yeah. What do you do? 
I did a I did a poll on that. I have a highlights. The number one thing was volunteering. Mm. I would recommend volunteering at an animal shelter so you still get to play with puppies even if you don't find someone to have sex with. True, but I would just come home with like 30 dogs. Another question. What is something you can do besides just go grab a drink? Ooh. Because I'm, I'm super competitive and what I've been trying to do lately is if I like have interest in like I'll just ask them, what are you competitive about? Like, let's go do that. Yeah. I don't care what it is, you know, bowling, yeah. ping pong, whatever. I have gone on a first date um, axe throwing. How was that? I was I was really really bad, but my axe was very dull. Did he axe you on a second date? <laughs> oh my god, I really hated that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's good to do an activity. Right. On a first date, because then you're not staring at each other. Exactly. Um, Judging the way they eat their linguine. Yes. There's lots of, there's lots of free activities in Chicago. Like, what's that, um, what's that, what's that list that Chicago, it's like things to do in Chicago. And it will literally give you things to do in Chicago today. Free things to do in Chicago today. Oh, yeah. I've Googled that. I've, I've yeah. seen that. It's, a uh, Time Out Chicago. Gotcha. Timeoutchicago.com. Um, yeah, and it'll literally be like, this weekend, this weekend in this neighborhood, this weekend in this neighborhood, this month, this, like, blah, blah, blah. It's like every possible right. category and subcategory of, like, things to do and how much money you want to spend. Um, Interesting. Speaking of Google, please tell me that you have not succumbed to this recent trend of Florida man, insert your birthday. I, I don't know what you're talking about right now. You'll see it. Trust okay. me. Don't do it. Do I, I Google it? There's this fat, there's this, like, it's going viral now where the cool thing to do is to go to Google and you type in Florida man. Florida man. And then after that, you put in your birthday and it's supposed to pull up some crazy news story. Oh no. And that is your thing. Okay. Well, I we're going to, sorry, we're going to read mine now. You shouldn't have done, you shouldn't have done that. Well, I know it's the same thing. Like, don't touch the hot stove. I knew you were going to do it. Type Google. It just, all of the results are Google it. Okay. Stand your ground claim denied for a Florida man charged in axe murder. Hey, axe. Yeah. What are the odds? We're full circle here. Oh, he looks troubled. Uh, Anna Kendrick, she's a 10. Oh, good answer. She is a 10. This is a weird thing for me to say right now, but you kind of look like you could be related to her. But okay. But I know you're not, so you can still date her. What's even weirder is how prevalent... Um, that has become in the porn industry of familial sex. What is that? The, the fu- I don't know. What? It's every search it, result. There's like a, there's an incest option. And, and I don't get it. It's, it's a huge turnoff. Like I was like, how do I filter this shit out? Exactly. Because I don't even think this is even remotely cool. Like, no. <clears throat> how, who's asking for that? I don't know, but somebody started and it, and it went nuts and I, it's just like, like, can I? It's everywhere. Like I almost want to make a porn site myself that has... That is explicitly not that. Right. Right? Like, right. I mean, a Hinge can capitalize on, like, the people who hate swiping. I feel like we, you know, we, like, knew we're going to go on to this Yeah, business now. partners. <laughs> but I'm yeah, in. it's fucked up. Like, points. You have $45,000. I'll do it. Well, thank you so much for being on the pod, Devin. Do you have any last pieces of wisdom you want to leave with us? I'll leave, I'll leave with... a lot of good catchphrases. <laughs> I'll leave with one, and it's... It, it goes back to the root of, of how important communication is. That... It's really important to me that 
I can understand where somebody's coming from, and mm-hmm. it's it, it's very it's the core of a healthy relationship is open and constant communication. But I would just encourage everyone out there, no matter who they're talking to, to rather than listen to just reply, which is what everybody does, listen to understand. Yes. Yeah, don't I finish, love that. Don't finish that person's, person's sentence in your mind. Don't automatically assume you know what they're talking about. Yeah. Even if you're 100% certain on it. Yeah. Let them finish, and it's, instead of listening to, just yeah. reply. Listen to understand them, and watch how much better uh, your relationship will get. Yeah, that's amazing. Thanks, Devin. Really good work. Okay. 